Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot. And it's brought to you by the fine folks over at ESPN Bet. Now live in Illinois. Sign mm. up today. New users get 100 bucks in bonus bets with any mm. sportsbook bet. Mm. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley. Bet. Good morning, boys. How are we on a Deal Breakers Thursday? I'm great. Awesome, man. I am great. Ready to go. You know, let me tell you the kind of friend I have here to my right. As I make the long drive back from Peoria, you know who calls me? Guess who called me, Shay? David Kaplan. Oh, wow. Reaches out right before he goes to bed. You could tell he was on his way. I was in bed. I could tell. I could hear it. There's a, there's a bedroom voice of Cap that people are not aware what of. What are you calling him from your pillow for? Because I'm checking on my partner. That's right. I care about him. There's a bedroom voice of Cap that people are not aware of. Hey, buddy, you all right? Yeah. And I knew. He's, it's, about to, it's time for a siesta. I knew. I'm just making sure you're all right, buddy. You take that. Soft. <laughs> right in the ear. Just want to make sure you're okay, buddy. Get home safe. Take that. Good night. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> a kiss on the forehead, and that was it. Off to sleep. It's my guy, man. I got to look out for my partner. I'm all in with my partner. So at least I got a wellness check there, Shay, to make sure I'm okay. It's good. Did he tuck you in, too? Almost. Shay call you? He, no, of course not. Exactly. <clears throat> Go ahead, Shay. Here's Shay Norley. <laughs> all right. Well, I could see the glow coming off of Cap's face today because pitchers and catchers reported yesterday this guy thinks baseball's already back you'd think they're taking the field this afternoon one o'clock at wrigley field jed hoyer was asked point blank yesterday if he believes he has a playoff caliber roster as spring training opens listen to this i don't think we're ever going to feel you know complete you know i might 20 plus years i've never gotten to a place where I felt like uh, you just kind of turned it over to the manager and, and like you know went and played golf that's not how this, this thing works you know i think that we're always going to be looking for upgrades, um, both now and and all season long, and that's what that's that's our job. Um, yeah, I'm excited about where we are as an organization. Uh, I think that we have a lot of good young veteran players on the team. I think we have uh, a ton of young talent, and um, I'm probably more excited for this spring than most springs, is because we have so much young talent in camp, and that's what's really you know fun in this job is watching those guys play, watching those guys develop. You know, young players, young talent. That's that's where the game is right now. That's the currency of, of baseball, and um, you know, that's the part of, our, of the organization that gives me the uh, the most confidence, and I'm, I'm excited to watch those guys every day this spring. Again, the question was, do you have a playoff-caliber roster? Didn't and answer it. Like Neo in the Matrix. Boy, did he get out of the way of those bullets. Uh, the shot or no shot? Who, well, he didn't who, wait, exp- who in the what? Neo in the Matrix. Who's that? He's a character in the Matrix, the movie. I didn't see it. Okay, go ahead. It's like a zeitgeist cultural moment. Even if you didn't see it, you've seen the clips. He he's I, in the subway. He's moving his arms around. They can't hit him. Shay, no he, idea. Shay, he doesn't even know what zeitgeist is. Go ahead. You're pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> shot or no shot? Well, Jed Oyer didn't explicitly say it. That answer is a no. Uh, no, that's a no shot because I've talked to him. He does believe that 
they could get to the postseason. He does, and they came one game from getting there last year. I still think they have another move coming. I think that's Cody Bellinger, but we'll see. Yeah, no, that's a no shot, but it's still embarrassing that we're going on the field for the first time today, and the biggest acquisition is our manager, and I still got Mastra Madrigal over there at third base. It's very good. Good mashup there. Very good. <laughs> that's what you have over at third base. The combination platter of those two. The question is, Shay. The question is, uh, shot or no shot? Well, he didn't explicitly say it. The answer to do you have a playoff caliber roster is a no. Yeah, that, that's a. I mean, he does not have one. Now he'll say whatever he has to say to get through that press conference, but absolutely not. Yeah, he talks about upgrades, sure. But you know, here's the thing that I'm mad at, like Arturis Karnaschovas or the Sox are not going to say it because how could they say it? But just you know, when you're asked. Are you shooting for the championship? Are you shooting for your goal to be the best in your sport? There's always this side, side eye, this, this go around with the answer. Cap, what, the, what a fan that is working the nine to five, the fan that has a financial and emotional investment in the team, the fan that just goes to the games and just says, hey, is my team going to win this year? They don't have time to go deep, do a deep dive in the machinations of, you know, this, this draft pick or this young player. They just want to know, is my team going to win? Is it worth for me and my family or me and my friends to go out to the ballpark to see this team? Is it going to be good enough or is it middling? If it's middling, I'll stay home. So, so I mean, he can't say as a championship team because he doesn't have a championship roster. He does not. And, and, and again, he's one of the haves. And so that's why it should not be appealing to you because you're part of that evil empire. You're not the Dodgers, but you're right there in the same conversation. So, I mean, that's not right. That's not good enough. I'm looking at this depth chart in front of me. That's not good enough. Agreed. I'm furious about it. But that answer to me was tampering expectations. That was, I didn't want this fan base to be thinking that I expect a playoff berth. That is, that is but, a shot. But, but, Shay, they were one game from a playoff berth last year. One. I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm saying what I read the answer as. You know that's not good enough what you just said it also. Just being one, one away. I, I agreed. Yeah. 100%. But I don't think they've regressed where they don't have a playoff roster. You know what's I worse they than, can get there. You know what's worse than regression? Standing still. That's what the Chicago Cubs have done. They've stood still. I know that there's name, names out there. They're waiting on Bellinger. But that should not be the, the whole thing that we're talking about with the Cubs. We're waiting on Bellinger? Bellinger? <laughs> hey, come I mean, on, man. Pretty good player. That's fine. But, I mean, that's not the elixir to be able to get you to further just, than just get to the first round. It should be more than that. More players that can get you further than that. I don't know. Shay. All right, Kevin Warren spoke once again about the Bears deciding to build a stadium in the city of Chicago or Arlington Heights with Jarrett Payton. Listen to this. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at, you know, until we are able, and I hope it comes here in the uh, kind of the next months, you know, here. It has to be this year, sooner than later, that we're able to say uh, this is where we want to do the best we can to build. There's still some options um, but, you know, one good thing about Chicago, there's not a lot of options. There's a handful of them. We're still kind of running those to the ground. But um, if we're fortunate enough, if we're able, um, you know, to stay in Chicago, I would just say, you know, we need to make sure that it's, it's close to the lakefront because I think that's what brings it all together. I always think about 
you know, those money shots of Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football, hosting the Super Bowl. You know, I visualize the day that we win a Super Bowl in our stadium in Chicago. But having that view of the lake, of downtown, you know, of that beautiful city, uh, I think we, we deserve to, to see and explore if that's a possibility. Where is he at? Gina Giorgetti's? <laughs> Where is he, Cap? You, could you hear that Sinatra going through the back? Did you notice that? It's like Gina Giorgetti. I, that's a great one. I got to make a call. Hold on. Hello. You can hear his kids still. Hello. You can still hear the music in the background. Yeah. Yeah, I'm at dinner. Take my hand. <laughs> you can still hear it like Fly me to <laughs> the moon. Yeah. I'll call you when I'm out of dinner. Take that. All right. All right, bye. That's what it sounded like. It did? Like the doors are closed at the, in the main room of some restaurant. Very good. So, what do you think? Well, he spoke very affectionately there about the city of Chicago and about the quote-unquote money shot over the lake of a stadium hosting a Super Bowl, hosting a primetime game. Shot or no shot, this is no longer a smokescreen. The lakefront has actually become the favorite for the Bears' new stadium. That's a no shot. It's nice for him to say, but again, he's political. He's just playing both sides right there. And by the way, <laughs> Shay, just like when Rutgers got to the Big Ten and and they and ESPN made it seem like that they're in New York, even though they're in Piscataway, New Jersey, they still showed the the skyline of New York City, if you recall this. Do you remember this, Cap, when Rutgers football was on a big stage? They said, oh, here we are, New York. You're in Piscataway, New Jersey. Correct. You're nowhere near it. When, if the Bears play in Arlington Heights, what do you think Thursday night football and Monday night football is going to do? They're still going to show beauty shots of Chicago. Exactly. So I don't know what he's talking about there. You, you think they're going to just show the, the malls of Arlington Heights? They're not doing that. They're going to still show Chicago. That's Woodfield. Yeah, yeah, right. No, that's right. not what's going to happen. So, no, no, it's a, it's a nice conversation, Cap, but as you've been saying all along, and I agree with you, Arlington Heights is still in play, big time. They are still in play. I'm not telling you they're getting it, but they're still in play. Now, the Bears did lose their appeal. The Cook County uh, Board of Review informed them yesterday to leave the property's value of $192 million, which would roughly quintuple the tax bill. They want four times what Arlington Racetrack, which was running a business, was paying. And the Bears are saying, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Mm. When we build the stadium, different story. Yes. There's no revenue there right now. It's empty land. And again, we should be able to accentuate the point. If the Bears built on the south lot, how much does the park district have to do with that? Well, I heard Black and Abdallah talking about this the other day. What does building a nicer stadium, granted, what does that do for all the other issues that people complain about? How long it takes to get in and out of the area, the lack of parking, and you're not having Ricketsville like you have up at Wrigley, Wrigleyville. You're not. Mm -hmm. Not to the degree you could do in Arlington Heights where you've got... How many acres did they buy there? It was a hundred. They paid a hundred and oh, it's three hundred twenty-six acres. Mm-hmm. They paid one hundred ninety-seven point two million dollars. I still think it's in play. We'll see. Uh, the park district has to, still something to do with it, though. If they built in the south lot, right? I would think. So that's the problem. You're trying to get away from that issue, correct? I mean, if you're moving away, it's your stadium. You don't have to worry about the columns. You don't have to worry about the aesthetics of the of the building. It's yours if you're on tonight. You're telling me 
maybe the worst state in the United States for politics, this state, getting things done. Whatever side of the aisle you're on, I don't care. We can't get stuff done here now. You're going to get this $2.5 billion stadium built with no hiccups in this town? Stop. You can. Just don't ask me for any money. Right. Build it. It's fine with me. We need more police officers. We need to take care of our teachers better. We need a lot done in this city. You You want the city to pay for a stadium? No shot. All right, Shay, what else is uh, going on here on WVON? Oh. All right, I just want to get to this. Wow. We didn't get to this uh, yesterday. For Kyle Shanahan, narrative continues to grow. He cannot win the biggest games as a head coach. The highlights include three blown leads in Super Bowls and multiple NFC title game losses. But Shanahan rejects that narrative. Listen to this. I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff, and I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fixed perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. Um, but I also know, like, when you say big games, like, we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. We've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. Um, the fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how many, how much we've been game, win games or big games, and I think you guys are aware of that. But it's, you know, these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. But to think that if if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. That's what that's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure, uh, it comes down to one game. And I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. Shot or no shot, Shanahan does not actually have a big game problem. Look, he's a brilliant football coach, but if I was his owner, we'd be having a really deep discussion. How the hell did you not know the rules? That would infuriate me. As the owner, Andy Reid has been practicing since training camp, his players said, the new overtime rules. Kyle Shanahan didn't even know him. Kyle Juszczyk is standing on the field. You have the audio. We're going to play it, where he said... So if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball back? I didn't know that. How do you not know that in the Super Bowl? You went to Harvard. Well, it's a shot that he has a hard time winning uh, big games. But here's how you answer that question, Cap. It's very short. So the question is, do, you ha- do the Niners have a hard time winning big games? Um, we have not won the big game just as of yet. We Yes, we have won big games, but ultimately it's on me. We have not been able to get to the Super Bowl and win it. But we're working on that every single year. We're going to go and work as hard as we can next year to get there. But to give the bona fides of everything that the 49ers have done, that's a bad look. We don't need your LinkedIn resume of what you've done as a head coach or the 49ers coach. We don't need that. What you have to say is we failed to be able to get to reach our goal of winning the Super Bowl. We're going to work on that this upcoming offseason. That's all it is. And, like, it's, it starts with me. However you want to start that sentence, it starts with me as a head coach. But we as a team are destined or trying to get to the Super Bowl and win it. But this whole thing of this, like, narrative and throwing these other terms out, you know, going back at the media. Hey, man, you failed in the biggest stage again. Your team failed in the biggest stage. So my point is, is that it's, it's not a long answer. It's, it should have been shorter than 56 seconds. Hey, man, we're trying to get to the Super Bowl and win it next year. Bottom line, that's it. But this whole thing, it sounds like you're pointing the finger instead of the thumb in that spot. 
Correct. You probably should point the thumb some. Yeah, your team shrank in the biggest moments, but so did you. Because you didn't even know the overtime rules, or at least you didn't explain it to the team. Correct. So that's on you as well as head coach, as a leader of men. He did not know the rules. All right, coming up next, Cap, we got around the NFL. Off-season bowl predictions continued. Another yellow pad sheet. All right, let's get it ready. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Cap and Jay Hood are back. We're putting the band back together. The nerve center of a great rhythm and blues band. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? It's time to go around the National Football League right here on Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000. And around the NFL is brought to you by... That would be no one. Get busy upstairs. Here's Shane North. I liked the Sharon Moore edition there at the end of Around the NFL. <laughs> Just shout that out. That was nice. You know, we haven't talked about this, and it, it's not in my offseason overreactions, but Sharon Moore led me to Jim Harbaugh, which led me to Mark Trestman back in the NFL. How about oh. that? Joining Jim Harbaugh's coaching staff in the Los Angeles Chargers, former Bears head coach Mark Trestman. That's just the worst. Hoodie, I told Cap this morning, I'd love your input on this. Yes. This whole Jim Harbaugh, like, I know everybody's sold. This is going to be fantastic. Everywhere he's gone, he's won. I'm a little more skeptical, and the Mark Tressman hire added to it because that really feels like a hire you make if you haven't been in the league since 2013. Oh, my God. You know, for a head coach, he was a fine columnist on the 33rd team. Look, right? He was he was writing for the, the 33rd team. He's a really nice man. Yeah. He's supposed to be highly, like, intelligent, like... Put him in the lab with the X's and O's. Can't command a room. And been out of the league for a while. I mean, I just, you know, that's just bringing the, the old boys back together. What does Mark Trussman bring to a 2024 offense? Really? Absolutely not. I, I, it's, it's ridiculous, actually. But you know what? It's a cast of weirdos that Harbaugh would normally have. Guys that he knows. You know what? Mark had a good offensive mind in the CFL once upon a time, many, many years ago. Put him on my staff. Why? But he isn't a coordinator. He's just a senior offensive assistant. Whatever. I don't want him in my building. Sorry. Here's Shay Norling. Wow. All right. I want to continue my off-season overreactions from yet or overreactions, bold predictions from uh, yesterday. I have a lot that I didn't get to. I'm going to start with this. Khalil Mack will make a return to the NFC North. The Chargers cannot afford him. They have to fix their cap sheet. He's a good. Still productive player at a bunch of sacks last year, even after a very slow start. I think he had zero through six weeks. And then that big six-sack game against the Raiders. Uh, I think the Lions could be in the market for him. They need a bookend for Aiden Hutchinson. And I think your Chicago Bears could be in the market for him, needing a bookend for Montez Sweat. Yeah, he had 17 sacks this year, right? Yes. And and when is Khalil Mack um, effective? The most. When he's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> when he's healthy. That's when he's effective the most. And how often would that be, Cap? How many more years does he have left on his deal, first of all? One more year. Is that all? Yep. 
Ooh, I'd be definitely interested. Definitely. Now, hold on a second. We can't do that when you talk about veteran players, when you say, you know, I'd rather have a, the young assets to the veteran players. If, do you feel like the Bears are close? I do. That's the only reason why that you do that. It's like, all right, we just need that seasoning, and then here we go. He's going to put well, him over the there's top. There's a big difference, though. You're going to give up, I think, more to get Kittle than you would to get Mac. A, you got two years owed to Kittle versus, you said one to Mac. One. I haven't looked at his contract. One. Um, he's 32, just turned 32, and you could get him for basically nothing. Yeah. They just want the money moved. It's a one-year $38 million cap hit. You have to be willing to take on some money. I don't know if the Bears are in a position where they want to do that. The Lions definitely can and should because they need that bookend pass rusher. That's fine, but for the Bear, no. And the Chargers get, what's the math on this, $23 million in savings by moving him? Correct. Mm-hmm. That's a no for me from the Bear standpoint. You're not close enough to do that. No. Well, if you took him and he would restructure, how much? I mean, significantly, because he's otherwise he's going to get released. Mm. Guaranteed money left on his deal. Uh, he has no guaranteed money left, I don't believe. So it's a no for me. But for the Lions, that only enhances what they already have, which would be amazing. Amazing. All right, Jay. Yeah. Uh, all right, the Jets. Are going to make a trade for Devontae Adams. Repartner up Aaron Rodgers and his Green Bay teammate. And you have the New York Packers. You know what? Makes sense now. I know that was a conversation last offseason, you know, because Devontae Adams not happy with the, the Raiders at the time. Well, you know what? I think it makes more sense now. Not a healthy Rodgers. That same optimism that people and I find it interesting, by the way. Not a lot of conversation about the Jets. Now that a healthy Aaron Rodgers will be under center, it makes more sense now than it did even last year. I can see that. That's not an overreaction. I think that that's something that the Jets should exercise, should consider. What would the cost be to get him? I don't know. I mean, if you're giving up first round pick, probably not. I don't think he'd cost that, would he? He's got so much money owed. He's really freaking good. Yeah, man. And it makes Rodgers comfortable. He knows what he's dealing with when he has Devontae Adams. Absolutely, that works. I say yes. Anything for the Jets and Rodgers. You're trying to get over the hump, aren't you? You are. You're trying to win. Yeah. So. We'll see. It's, uh, that, I, I would yeah. have to know. If, if I can get him for a third-round pick, yeah, I'll in. Take all the money. Okay, let's go. Shay. The Vikings are going to trade Randy Moss again. They are in a position with their roster. They can't give a wide receiver $30 million plus guaranteed and pay a quarterback. They have to make a decision. I think one of these two guys, Kirk Cousins or Justin Jefferson, is gone. And I think it's easier as a general manager to stomach not doing it with a wide receiver and getting the picks back. Look at what Kansas City was able to get back in assets for Tyreek Hill. Look at what a lot of these teams have got. Think about Detroit when they traded Matthew Stafford and they used those picks to build their future. It might not make sense right now, but I think ultimately Quezzi is going to look at this, their general manager, say we can't afford to pay Justin Jefferson like that and we can jumpstart a rebuild by moving him. The bald horse racing guy? Randy Moss? That's interesting. (laughs) He's talking about their former star receiver, Randy Moss, who they had to move to rebuild many years ago. He went to New England for a fourth-round pick. Who's this now? 
the Randy Moss that you watch on TV on yeah. ESPN. Not the, the, the Derby, ball. right? No, He's great, man. That guy's bald, white, and he works for NBC. Huh. Different guy. That's funny. I don't see color like that. I don't know why you brought that up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man. He's something else. I don't know why you brought that up, Cap. I thought that was a little bit out of bounds. But wow. what about Shay's answer now that you want to be able to bring uh, out the man's race? I mean, how much are they going to demand and trade? Two number ones? How much would that cost, Shay? That's the question. Yeah, I think you're getting multiple first-round picks. I don't know if it's two or three, but you, I think you'd get multiple. He's the best wide receiver in football. You think about, look again, what did Kansas City get for Tyreek Hill? He was a haul. Yep. And you think about the way some of these teams have reset by trading good players, getting back a bevy of draft picks. The Lions and Stafford's perfect example. They didn't want to move on from Stafford. They had to move on from Stafford. And it sparked a rebuild that led them to an NFC title game and has them in position where they're an NFC favorite next year. Boy, he's good. Yeah, man. Hey, man, you... What Shay's laying out for you is big swings. You're trying to make home runs. You don't, as a fan, you don't worry about the money as much. What if they said, give us nine and next year's number one? You doing it? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. I'm trying to win here, man. Yeah, I, you, I, mean, wow. I mean, I just, if you're afraid, buy a dog. I still understand. Why does he do this, Shay? Why does he do this? He's so concerned about the money. I'm it's not concerned about the money. I want my picks. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Yeah, I've been I, down the road with pace where I don't have number one picks. It's just, to me, I'm trying to win today. I'm trying to win the day. I don't wake up in the morning and say, I hope I can win February 15th of 2026. I'm trying to win today. That, I mean, and, and I think that more sports teams have to look at it like that. I mean, I'm a fan. What I care about is, is my team going to win? Yes or no? Are we in a position to win today? Unless you're just horrible and you're trying to incrementally win through the draft and free agency, fine. But if you feel like that you're close, man, you take swings. You don't. You don't but do. You bit- got to take swings when they're intelligent. When yeah, it's intelligent. Yeah, no, I mean the swings are, are are calculated risks. Are they not? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I'm talking. Uh, they're, they're, they are educated. But, but these are these are swings you have to take so, risks. So and there there are people there are people in big buildings in downtown Chicago that take big swings every day on in business because gr- they have to. But guess what? They don't have a salary cap where they go. I got to pay that guy how much? The biggest contract ever for a wide receiver. I'm giving up number nine. I'm giving up next year's number one. Oh, I wanted to sign that guy to play defense. Sorry, you don't have any more money left. But the people in those big buildings also have budgets. They don't have may not have salary caps, but they have budgets. They have something that is a financial restraint. If you felt one guy put you over the top, you go for it. Boy, if it precludes you from signing Jalen Johnson or getting Danell Hunter or adding to it to your center, yeah, I'm not sure I'd do it. He's a great player. And I don't know if those two get it done. Right. They may ask for more. And I I'm kinda like think about why the Vikings would be trading him. Like if you go and look at what the Chiefs got out of trading Tyreek Hill. It was five draft picks, one first rounder, and Tyreek Hill was older than Jefferson was. 
One of those picks turned into Trent McDuffie, who made one of the plays of the game in the Super Bowl, and you've won two Super Bowls since. Do you want to take on the guy that that team's not willing to pay because they believe it makes it harder for them to win? Right. Kansas City said, see you, Tyreek, and they won the next two. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd do that. Isn't that right, Q? All right, coming up, deal breakers. We'll get a chance to find out what Shea has it up his sleeve for deal breakers. What's up, Q? Right here on Chicago's Home for Sports. Howard Enkin's been part of the Kappa J. Hood show for years now, and he brings us the sidebar. May I approach? Yes, you may. Countless commercials, hundreds of live reads, a partner in our fan favorite, Grip It and Sip It Classic. The list goes on and on, baby. And now, my guy is our guy. That's right, Cap. I mean, I'm proud to spread the word that Enkin Law files more injury cases than any firm in Illinois. They have more than 80 attorneys and staff to help anyone injured in Chicagoland understand their rights. Ankin Law, 3126 million. Put that lawyer in your phone. You never know when you're going to need him. Then you go, oh, God, what's that guy's number? Yeah. It's 3126 million. Injury law made personal. That's Ankin Law. Sign my ball. Jack. And Jay Hood are back. I appreciate your show. I'm an Uber driver, and from 7 to 10 every day, I've got you locked in. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. We all have to make choices in sports and in life. It could be running on third down. You ran the same third down situation, and you ran the same play twice. You're getting paid for that. I cannot believe the call. Or managing finances. This country, you've got to make the money first. Or... It could be a deal breaker. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Now time for deal breakers. It's brought to you by Affinity Whole Health and FeelGoodIllinois.com. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Uh, you start your radio segment and your radio partner is not in the studio. Is that a deal breaker? Not for me. I'm here. Not for me. You know, the show can't run without you, Cap, so we'll just wait. Stuck in the bathroom. Getting his electrolytes. Never mind. Cap. I was talking to Tracy. Yeah. Never mind about the 32 years of experience. We can't, we can't, uh, we can't start the show without you, so we'll just, we just wait it. Coming out of the bathroom. Because I don't know what to say if you're not here. We're good. All good. And Deal Breakers is brought to you by... That would be Affinity Whole Health, feelgoodillinois.com. Huh. Learn about their testosterone therapy and semaglutide weight loss product that is revolutionizing the industry. Go to feelgreatillinois.com. Shake. Bet. All right, let's get started with the actual Deal Breakers. You take your teenage daughter to a friend's house for a big game. The homeowner goes out to the garage during the second quarter to get some more beer and finds your daughter and his in the garage smoking pot. He starts causing a scene. He's yelling at your daughter and he's yelling at you saying, your daughter brought this into his home and it's a huge problem. Are you going to leave and miss the rest of the game or are you going to try to alleviate this situation? 
How old are the daughters? Teenage. It was right in the first sentence. Right, no, but it's teenage 13 no, or 19. I figured There's like probably, difference. I figured like 16, 17. Well, then say it next. The 13-year-old smoking pot, I don't think it's, this, it's super common. Uh, oh, not so sure yeah, about that. These days. Yes. Um, just talk to the neighbors and they'll tell you what's oh. going on in the junior highs these days. Malik neighbors? Then I don't want him. Go ahead. My neighbors, not Malik. Huh? People that live near me, not the kid that plays for LSU. The Tutus. Correct. The South Africans. That's correct. Uh huh. So, is wow. What? I mean, I I would probably take my daughter out of there. Let's go. We're going home. Ooh. What if she says no? I'm not leaving. I'm with, I'm with my friends. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl too. You want to watch the game? <laughs> No. Parenting comes first before the game. It does? Yes. Hmm. Never mentioned that before. Yeah. I would be... I wouldn't blame the other girl. My daughter is big enough to make the choice to inhale. Guess what? We're going home. You're grounded. Yeah. You want to smoke dope when you get to be an adult? That's your choice. (laughs) Is that what you call it? Smoking dope? Weed. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Harry Morgan and Dragnet. There you go. <laughs> what are you doing, the pot? <laughs> You're smoking those marijuana pills, aren't you? Um, I would say that that is a deal breaker. Now, again, that's is a, a conversation first, right, Cap? But you're pulling her out of there. We're gone. Yeah, but I wouldn't go off on the homeowner and go. Your daughter is corrupting my daughter. No, he, that's what he's doing to yeah. you. He's yelling at your daughter. He's yelling at you. He's making a scene. He's going nuts. The homeowner is. Yeah. yeah. He's thinking that you're allowing this, that this is commonplace in your home. Correct. And it's happening in his. I would say, um, your daughter is as guilty as mine. We're out of here. That's it. Get in the car and be gone. I wonder how most parents are today, Cap, with that whole thing with smoking. They're smoking marijuana because marijuana is wide open now. But it's not legal for a 16-year-old. Oh, I agree. I mean, for the letter of the law. But, I mean, I just wonder, is it a little bit more relaxed these days? I don't think from so. Parents, from a parent's standpoint. If they, I mean, you, yes, you're a hardliner. But I wonder what the young, the modern parent today feels about smoking weed. Cap, if your kid was 16 drinking beers at a party, would it be a big deal? Yes, it would be a big deal. I'm just asking because the line is different for everywhere. A lot of parents have less of a concern about underage drinking as long as they know the kids are safe when they're doing it. It's yeah, going to no. happen regardless. No. In fact, we my wife came home and Nick and uh, I just threw him under the bus. And Nick did what? <laughs> Nick uh-huh. had some friends downstairs. Uh-huh. She came down the stairs and there were the red solo cups. Yeah. And, and, and then what did Nick do? They all the kids tried to hide them behind and my wife saw what was going on and said what the F, Nick? Everybody out of here. And threw everybody out of the house. Yeah. And then I came home from my old radio show at night. Mm-hmm. And I saw one of those liter, like, um, Sprite bottles. Mm-hmm. The plastic ones. And it was behind somebody's wheel of their car. In my driveway. Yeah. What is that? I opened it up like, whoa! It was booze. Yeah. Dumped it all out, and here comes this kid. You just dumped all my booze, man. <laughs> That's right, I did. 
Have you been drinking? Uh, no, I haven't started yet. I said, good. Get in your car. Don't ever come back to my house. Gone. Yep. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Oh. Uh, all right, a quick one here. Have you seen the story in the news? Men are buying their significant others Lego flowers instead of real flowers for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. If you purchased your wife Lego flowers, would that be the end? No, it's not a deal breaker, but a consideration of me sleeping in the guest room, that would happen. Absolutely. Legos for flowers? We're adults pairing a mortgage. We're not children, Cap. Legos? We're in our 50s. I don't think that works. So my wife would be amused by it. She'd be like, yeah, okay, what am I supposed to do with these? Right. But she wouldn't kick me down the hall or be angry with me. No. Oh, so is that a consideration next uh, next holiday? No, she wouldn't want them. She would be like, have Adam, I don't want Yeah, them. there's no way that she would want to. She's like, what do, I, what do we do with these? Correct. I think it's a great gift. You're a child. <laughs> you are a it's child. It's something you guys can do together. Build the oh. Lego flowers together. Extra time together. It's perfect. I was with him on the good gift, but my spin was a little more cynical. You can get her to stay occupied while she puts the flowers together. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Wow. While I watch Florida Atlantic Temple, you can go ahead and build those. Hey, 26 <laughs> Mercy is playing 6 and 20 IUPUI. Put your flowers together. I got work to do. <laughs> like she's a child. You go over there in the corner and you put your flowers together and I'll be over here. It'll be worth it. They last forever. They'll never die. You build the flowers, I'll build the parlay, pal. (laughs) Yeah. That's how how that works. It'll be a constant reminder of the time I was watching University of Missouri, Kansas City take on whatever. (laughs) No, that's that does not work in, in my home. Absolutely not. Yeah, I would not have them. <laughs> no shot. More deal breakers are right around the corner on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Cap and J Hood are back. First time caller, huge fan of your guys' show. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Deal breakers. Here's Shay Norling. Shay. All right, your mother is at the end of her life. She's battling an illness. Things are coming to a close. And as she's on the way out, she has a meeting with you where she tells you some things she's always wanted to tell you, including confessing to you before she passes on that she had an affair and you are an illegitimate child. Would you tell your father? Wow. And how long have they been married? Say 50 years. And they're still together. Yep. No, I would not. It's kind of like in the movie Top Gun Maverick. Goose dies. The wife, the widow, tells Maverick, I do not want Rooster following in my late husband's shoes. Mm -hmm. So he blocks him from advancing in his career. But he never tells the kid that the mom did. He goes, why should she hate? Why should he hate her, too? No, I would not ruin the life my dad has built. I'd keep that secret to my grave. I would uh, not say anything to him until he was in hospice. And when I knew the last day was coming, I'd whisper, I'm illegitimate. She did someone else. So long, everybody. Pull the, pull the plug. <laughs> pull it. Pull it. Pull it now. <laughs> she did what? <laughs> 
he jolts back to life. He's fully healthy. <laughs> wow. So that's what I would do, Cap. At, at hospice, at the end, you know, do not resuscitate the old DNR. Hey, pal, just so you know, I'm, I'm illegitimate. Do you know one doctor told me, you know, that, they call shot- people like that? What? Gomers. Get out of my emergency room. The Pretty ones much. that have no chance Pretty to much. make it. What, that's what I would do. Got a gomer in the emergency room. Got a gomer in here. Would you like for me to fill up your gas tank? Get no. out of my emergency room. Hi, Andy. <laughs> Hi, Barn. I don't want to be a gomer. I Cap, don't. that's what I would do. I would tell the old man, whispering in his ear, just as with my hand on the plug. By the way, that shot that you had 30 years ago, that's not from you. It's from another guy. So long. So, wow. <laughs> oh my God. Rip the cord. I actually think that's a great strategy because then you don't have to live with him not knowing and you don't have to deal with the consequences of telling him. It's like, <laughs> perfect. We're good. Yeah, I would never say a word. Never. It's on the way out, though. He just I want him to have the knowledge, just so you know. Why? If you had a good relationship with your dad, why would you poison his mind like that? Man, that makes me feel better, though. It's off my chest. You're not poisoning his mind. His mind's about to go. You're, actually, oh. you're just saving yourself. Yeah, I would not do that. Cap, but I, you'd feel so relieved that you got that out. Ah, so great. It's not like you can keep a secret anyway. Why do you care? Here's Shay Dorley. Shay? Uh, all right. <laughs> you By the way, wow. is mom a bad person for telling you? She could have just gone to the other side and everything would have been smooth. Good. She didn't have to have that. Well, the other part of it is head. if she passes like right after saying it, you're like, well, who's my debt? <laughs> now you're going to be looking at every dude that walks down the street going, are you my dad? Are you my dad? You're trying to piece together. Who could mom have had that affair with that that's my dad i feel like you'd know right you remember mom's friends used to say boy you look a lot like that uh mr johnson at the end of the cul-de-sac oh <laughs> oh wow i feel like you'd have a pretty good clue <laughs> wow you walk like mr johnson <laughs> <laughs> you don't really have your dad's hair but you do look a lot like mr smith down the street <laughs> All right. What All else right. do we have? What do you got? Uh, you and your wife have a 21-year-old son who is a bit clueless. He doesn't have any good life experiences, not a great social guy, never had a girlfriend. He's never been with a woman. Then hmm. he complains often to both of you about how he can't find a woman, tells you he just has no confidence, he's not good in these situations. So your wife comes up with a crazy idea. Rosie Palms? Hire a hooker. Or Rosie Palms? No. Hire a hooker to get with your son and give him some confidence. Would you go for this? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? You're an a-hole. Why? What are you doing? I know a guy who did that with his his son. That doesn't mean that's right for you. Send him to the chicken ranch in Vegas. That doesn't mean that's... outside Vegas. No. You You want his little pee-pee to get burned on just some rando? Come on now. That's it. That's the experience you want for use protection. Pay- it doesn't matter. The protection's not it. I mean, it's like a, a tire. It can bust through at any time. You don't know. I have no problem with that. If you that's went ridiculous. where it's legal outside Vegas, why not? That's basically the plot of the newest Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings. They set him up with uh, an older woman, and he winds up falling in love but with her at the a, end. She's not a hooker, Jack. She's a, She waits tables. True, but it's it's implied. Yeah, 
It's not implied. Like pretty woman, it's, explicitly it's implied. said she's not a hooker. Like like your pretty woman, it's implied. Yeah, I'm not talking about picking up a streetwalker down on North Avenue like it used to be. I'm talking about going where it's legal outside Vegas. Cap, Cap, I mean, listen, here's how you do it, practically, okay? For the amount of places that you go, you bring your son, your son can be able to get a chance to be around people, to be able to first communicate with men and women, just to be able to have that level of security or that confidence you can talk to people. And then from the places that you go, your son can meet somebody. I mean, it's not a fait accompli. He's 21. He'll never meet anybody unless he gets laid by a hooker. Come on now. You know how to be able to even you are a relationship maker because you talk to people all the time. Imagine mm-hmm. bringing your 21 year old son into a party, into a gathering, game, whatever. And it's like, oh, she's single. You know what? My son's single. And just hook it up that way. Mm, yeah, the, I have no problem with the Bunny Ranch outside Vegas. None. That's two Americas there. That's awful. I mean, you, I mean, you try to be able to influence your child to be able to at least feel comfortable communicating with people. It's ridiculous. I might try to help him do that as well. What do you mean as well? That should be job one instead of just some rando. Here we go. Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Six oh miles east of Carson City. <laughs> that went through, huh? That went through on the computer? <laughs> what in the Wow. I, I, can't, I can't go to certain uh, columns on the New York Post website. <laughs> there you go. This guy can get Moonlight Bunny Ranch? What yeah. in the world is going on? There you go. You know what, son? Craig you... said, I trust you more. I'm going to open your computer up. You can get to the Bunny Ranch. Yeah. I, you know what, son? You you can't get sex on your own, so let me get it. Let me pay for sex for you. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's awful. That's awful. Eighty bucks an hour. That's not that bad. That's not that. That's that. I mean, that's up to him. <laughs> a little on the cheap side. Why? Is, why is it up to me to get my son laid? Why is it up to me? Well, he came to you and said, "Hey, I'm struggling here, and I need to." I'm, I'm struggling here. Yeah. What, what, what does he have? In, yeah. a, in a three month slump and, at the and plate. I, and what I do you mean? To, I need to get off the retention <laughs> plan. Help me out here. What do you mean? He's bad at the free throw line. We, what do you mean? He's gotta, in a slump. We got to fix your swing, kid. What are you talking about? He's, yeah. dating, he's dating Rosie Palms until he actually talked to a woman. That's what he's doing. No. I'm, pay, I'm paying for a hooker? That's ridiculous. I got no problem with it. Here's a bottle of CeraVe, pal. I mean, pretty much. It's cheaper that way. Would you <laughs> rather go to CVS or go to Vegas? My God. See, this is why it's two Americans. I, couldn't, I don't have that disposable income to pay for a hooker for my son. How much could a hooker really be? At the at the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. Now that's a question that you never thought you'd ask in your career on an open mic, right? Did you really? I mean, could you imagine you doing that at GN? They would have run down the hall and removed you right away. Exactly. And now the farm report have price is like looking at the menu at Malnati's. <laughs> I'm gonna look up. It. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. You know, Thanks, imagine Craig. you pull it up on Google and it's got a menu tab. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, come on, Cap. Seriously? Uh, I don't want to know. About 500 for a half hour of just basic sex. A la carte menu of prices for more variety. Did you say basic sex? A la carte menu? Hit a button. Oh, my God. How about that? (laughs) Basic sex. What's the basic sex, Cap? Do they have details? Go ahead. Missionary. (laughs) The a la carte menu. What the hell? It's about 500 bucks. 
No, I don't have 500 bucks to get my son laid. Oh, my God. You do mornings. You're a wealthy man. You're good. You're Jonathan Hood, man. Coming up, Jed Hoyer a la carte. We'll find out what missionary heel will bring to the Cubs. That's in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.